to Judging Book Covers Podcast, your bi-weekly book club podcast where we are focusing on our 2020 book challenge. I'm Megan Griffin, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Stephanie Cortez. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm doing okay. Wish I had another day of the weekend because I'm exhausted a little bit, but you know, it's been a good weekend. Yeah, weekends are no longer weekends, and I'm so sick of that. Yeah. How about you? How are you? <laughs> I am good. I got to play with a new puppy yesterday, so that's going to carry me for a few more days, and then I'll get to see puppy mm-hmm. again, and it'll be great. Oh, so cute. Yes, I think puppy's coming over Little Wednesday. puppy face. Uh, nice. Yes. What, what owner doesn't realize is that puppy's going to be mine. Yeah. I, owner doesn't realize this puppy's getting stolen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Alex is like, why don't you just, like, have him leave, and you puppy sit and lock the door, and I was like, damn it. Why didn't I do right. that? Right. Like, uh, you picked her up already. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. I don't know why my gate code's not working. It just, like, keeps, it doesn't <laughs> ring at all. What are you talking about? I guess you can't get in. Mm. Right. <laughs> and my roommate hasn't moved in yet, so it's not like he can call my roommate and be like, can you can you get my dog? Right. <laughs> right. Charlie's not going to help. So Charlie was super excited and, like, mm-hmm. sniffed and sniffed and sniffed and, like, was like, are you going to play? And she was not having that. She was like, I am tired. Okay. It has been a very weird long day. I don't know you. And she growled at him twice. And then she fell asleep. And then she was okay with him. And then at some okay. point he was like, she's not leaving. She's not. She's still here. Mm. I don't. Why is she still here? <laughs> so I, I think he would. I, I was like, you enjoyed this. But I think he got resentful very quickly or jealous very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, you just have to be an adjustment to show that you still love him. Yeah. You're still here to cuddle him and give him attention, too. Yes. Like, I came downstairs after recording yesterday and was like, hey, don't you want to come snuggle with me? And he looked at me and turned around. <laughs> I was like, okay. He's like, you're on punishment. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I am not pleased with you at the moment. So, maybe not getting a puppy. Right. But I'm going to steal this little nugget. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so before we dive into what we read this week, um, we were going to read books in between the episode. Um, mm-hmm. I did not read the book I was supposed to. I know that. <laughs> um, partially for the reason that it's coming out in book of the month. And I was like, cool, I'll just get the hardback copy and do it that way. Um, what about you? Nice. Did you read what you were supposed to? So I was going to reread Children of Blood and Bone in preparation to read children of uh crap what is it children of virtue and vengeance is that the name of i think so yes um vice and virtue but I don't know. i'm gonna look um but because the book we chose for this week i did not realize <laughs> seven okay pages. i did say it is a long book but you that is true you, you did. did say that you thought i was talking about something else that's fair. You did what you said. Like you said something about six hundred pages, and I just thought you were talking about Children of Blood and Bone because it's a good size. That book. is also a large like, book. Yeah, yes. like it'll be fine. And then Nosferatu arrived, and I was like, "Oh, that's not what that. This is what <laughs> Megan was talking about." So yeah. I did not read that. I sw- I stopped. I started it, but I had to stop because I was like, "I can't do both of these." Yeah. So instead, I read um, a little book called Beyond the Gender Binary from the Pocket Change Collective oh, yeah. by Luke Baid Manant. So good, and it's, it's 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 the Pocket Change Collective. It's a little book. It's how let's see, it's sixty three pages, but it's like it's a tiny book. 
Um, it's really, I, that's so cool. It's so, I love the little cover. It's so cute. Did you order Um, that ages ago and it just came in? I did. I no, I had ordered it because Alok was on Jamila Jamil's podcast. I and I was like, Oh, I want more of what more of their work. Um, and then I just never got around to it. And I was like, Oh, you're perfect. I can absolutely fit you in while I'm reading this 700 page book. (laughs) Um, I thought it was a really great, like anyone who maybe isn't too sure about like, um, what it means to be gender nonconforming or gender nonbinary. This is like, I think a great way to start doing that research on your own to learn and educate yourself. Um, it's like a quick hit. Definitely. Um, they definitely talk about like their personal experience too, to kind of, I think, which would help ground it for anyone who's not like, doesn't know anyone who is, or just hasn't heard many stories. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend. I want to see what else the Pocket Change Collective has, because I know there's there's other other. Ones. I definitely looked at a few one. of them and um, mm-hmm. debated buying them, and I think they were all back ordered, and that's why I was I didn't have my new uh, address at the time. Um, but I need to check them out gotcha. again. Yeah, yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I read instead of Children of Blood and Bone. Very nice. And it was also more enjoyable than spoilers this book for yeah for this week yeah. i started heaven <laughs> i'm reading the merlafferty uh afterlife series kind of slowly um and uh mostly because i like him but i really hate one of the main characters <laughs> <laughs> and so i just end up yelling a lot about one of the main characters at the person who recommended the okay. book for me and yeah so it's <laughs> just like you know what i'll give you a break of me being like damn it daniel <sighs> men are the worst oh wait that also works for a lead-in oh very well (laughs) good transition (laughs) so this week we um the book we chose was nosferatu by joe hill and i want to start this conversation off by saying that we love joe hill we loved lock and key i've read a few of his yeah i've read a few of his short stories um love his work and this episode is not going to be about bashing joe hill But we are going to kind of talk in a different direction than we normally do. Um, Mm -hmm. We did not finish this book and it is not because of the number of pages Um, that did have a little bit of a factor into it. Most of the time we average around, I think, 350 to 400 pages of a book. Um, But as you mentioned, you, you know, we read Children of Blood and Bone for the podcast, which I think Mm -hmm. was like 500 plus pages. Mm -hmm. And um, we did. We've also read Stephen King. Yeah. We've read his dad. We've we've read some Stephen King stuff. Um, We did The Other Boleyn Girl years ago. Oh, yeah. Which was also a tome. Um, So (laughs) this has nothing to do with page length and the fact that we didn't finish it. Stephanie and I both have come to the conclusion that like. 2020 we've hit our limits and it is okay to not finish a book when you're going this has a lot of red flags that I just am tired of and I don't want to deal with Mm -hmm. yeah I never don't finish like (laughs) I needed Megan's encouragement (laughs) and George to encouraging me to not finish because I just didn't want to because like my brain was like no I follow the rules and like the rule <laughs> essentially of what our podcast is is we read a book yes. we read it in totality and then talk about it um but when you encouraged me to just like give up and that you were still gonna see how far you could go yes it's like all right I read a little bit more and then I was like okay I'm done <laughs> yeah this um what's funny is I I was using my bookmark which says death before dnf 
Um, oh, my God. <laughs> the irony. Um, no, I, I am a big fan of not finishing books. Actually, on Goodreads, my not finished list is longer mm-hmm. than my one star list. And I think that mm-hmm. is the correlation. I just like, if I don't like it, I'm just not going to read it unless I have to. Um, mm-hmm. And this is not school. We're not getting graded. And at the end of the day, you don't need to be pushing through your Friday night to finish a book that you can't stand. Right. Because the thing was, like, to me, I felt like it started it started off strong yes. for me. And then it was hitting certain notes. And I was like, this is not good. This is not good. And then, like, those things would go away because we would steer away from those characters. Then we go back to them and it's the same goddamn thing. Yes. And I was just like, I don't want to do this again. Like, that that cycle. Agreed. Of we've gone away from these characters, so I'm not hearing the misogyny. And now I'm back with them and that's all they're talking about. So this book came out in 2013. Uh, it was nominated for the Bram Stoker Award. It has been turned into a TV show that had two seasons. Um, I do believe there's also a comic and some novellas. And, like, it was oh my God. really well received. <laughs> that being said, going through and reading a couple other people's reviews, I think a lot of people had the same issue that we did, which mm-hmm. is that this is too similar to his dad's work. Mm-hmm. And... I have made it very clear on this podcast. I don't love Stephen King. I love the concept of Stephen King. I love Stephen King's books in movie form. (laughs) (laughs) I love the concept of someone who writes all this horror that everybody loves that Mm -hmm. just like normalizes horror books. But his Mm -hmm. horror is not my brand of horror. And this leads into that so far. Yeah. Like, and I thought it was going to be good because so it starts off with. Yeah, the first chapter. So this is another sign of me really just being done with it was I didn't write any notes for this episode. <laughs> so peek into like behind the curtain. I usually have some notes. This one I was like, I know what I want to talk about. I don't need to write anything down. Yeah. Um but it starts off we're at um we're in the hospital a prison hospital, um, in a ward where basically people are in comas. And this guy, Charlie Manks, basically wakes up. He grabs the nurse by her arm, scares the shit out of her, starts talking about her son by his full name and how he's going to take her to Christmas land. And there's a place for you in the house of sleep. I did see the part where he says the gas, the gas mask man will show you how to love him. But I was like, okay, I'm going to skip over that. Uh, But it was like this, that opening chapter was very creepy to me. And I was like, yes, here we go. Then we go on to meet our basically our main character, Victoria, or Vic, or if she's known as the Brat, where she basically has this magic bridge that will take her to things that she's lost. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is great. And then it just started going downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, this leads into um, a lot of, it, it's basically, we see Victoria's, Vic's life in a bunch of different places to kind of show that, like, she was born with this gift, and it is causing her mental issues or trauma because she doesn't know she also is convincing herself that she actually can't do this mm-hmm. um yeah and it, whatever lie she tells her parents or her friend about or whoever about finding the thing she basically convinces herself that that lies what happened yeah and it kind of seems like it's severing her brain in a way um a little bit because yeah. also when she comes back the first time she has like 102 degree yes. fever or something crazy she's like asleep for two days it's she gets sick like she gets a, there's a physical toll on her that's very obvious from the beginning yeah. um her parents aren't great 
there the her dad hits her mom he eventually leaves Mm -hmm. her mom for a younger woman and Vic falls into this like very stereotypical broken family of just like doing really bad at school and Mm -hmm. hanging out with the stoner crowd and just it (laughs) Stephen King writing this in the 70s and 80s okay 2013 I'm so tired of it yeah because like I basically, so, because there, this, those chapters are from her perspective and kind of more how she's seeing things, there's when we first learn that her dad is, is hitting her mom, it's, we, we see it as an adult reading this, um, where she comes home and he's rinsing his knuckles under cold water and mom's lip is swollen or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, okay, this is what we're doing, but maybe it's written this way because she's a child and this would be they probably go over a child's head and this might be the thing where as they get older they're like oh my god the signs were literally all there yeah um i don't love an abusive dad is just like yeah no like the i guess that was my first issue with this is like i don't love horror books that are built in trauma yes um like give me the ghost give me the evil spirit Give me the girl coming back from the dead to kill people. Like, yes. Give me a guy who is capable of, like, traveling the country through one road and, like, maybe as a vampire or something and a kid that's going after him. I don't need her growing up and going into a psych ward. Yeah. Like. Well, no, I don't need it. Like. And, like, I guess it's just, like. I kind of maybe what he was doing with that was just like to be creepy because getting phone calls from dead children that's that was great i did really enjoy that trope or that trope not that's not what i meant to say that moment of like especially the first time um it's not her Mm -hmm. and they immediately call and like hey i want the number of the person who just called and they're like nobody's called you right Um, right yeah the kids seem really creepy um, yes. And a couple of reviews of what I read was like a lot of people love the beginning and really like the end. So I'm guessing like when we actually get well. to Christmas land, <laughs> um, the middle is where we couldn't get this through. Is a problem. Right. Because also the other thing was I hit many points. Where I'm just like, I've got 300 pages left and I don't know why. Yes. Like, I don't know why there is still so much left of this book. Yes. A lot of like, this could have been cut down. Um, right. Like, I like the idea. So when Vic rides her bike um, through her magical bridge and meets Maggie, the librarian who uses her Scrabble tiles, also shout out to someone who was in Scrabble tournaments. There you I go. I really appreciated that part. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, uses her Scrabble tiles to learn information and she learns about the Wraith and how maybe Vic can find it, but he's a really bad guy. You got to stay away from him. I'm like, okay, this is okay. We're setting things up. This is good. Yeah. But then when we actually meet the guy, like, I mean, he's a bad guy. He's supposed to be a bad sure. guy. He's supposed to be scary. Right. <laughs> also, I did not have any idea what this book was about. From the name, I just assumed he was like a traditional vampire. Yeah, I assumed it was a vampire story as well. <laughs> and I guess he sort of is, because since I didn't finish, my understanding is that he sucks the energy from children to stay alive and young-ish. Yeah. Okay. Um... I don't know if you got to this part where he's talking about when his wife and I, him and his wife went to like on one of their first dates, they went to a silent movie. Oh, wow. No. So he's yeah. been doing this so that's for... to tell you about how old. Yeah. yeah. Cause he did. He started doing that after. 
Um, but that's that shows you about when he was born and how old he is. But he employs the help of this guy, Bing. And the way he convinces him is they have to get these children away from usually evil mothers, evil parents, but usually mom, focusing on the moms. Because the moms, it, the future, like, the prediction is basically the future, what could happen right. is the moms are going to fuck their kids up. They're going to either, like, steer them down the bad path. Um, they're going to hurt them or cause them to do bad things. And it's always mom's fault. So basically, he needs Bing to help him rescue these children. And Bing gets to keep the moms. And the children go with him, Char- Charlie, Charlie Manx, to Christmas land. And if Bing helps him with 10 kids, then Bing gets to go to Christmas land and live there forever. I liked this as a concept, except for that he was like, you can do whatever you want to the moms. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're implying rape and sexual assault, like right off the bat. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then it it's direct, like, oh, yeah. no more implying. Like, I just, that's another thing. I, 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 I don't need horror and, books and trauma. Like, I don't need horror right. books and mysteries and thrillers to involve sexual assault and rape of a woman like that is right. Why? officially lazy to me that's okay that's what i was gonna say was it gets the lazy way to scare people like can you just write something like i i don't know like why do why does it always have to go that way no yeah i agree why? like this hits two things where it's like there is a writing award out there that like or contest that you can submit that is like mystery thrillers that don't mm-hmm have violence against women and maybe also not violence against kids i can't remember good lord when you have to specify that yeah and it's like my god um yeah that this has both of that in like a very massive bad way um i don't know i i'm trying to find i so i can't remember what year the first i think i have the wikipedia up the year the tv show came out Mm -hmm. um which was 2019. Okay. I know part of it was actually filmed here in Providence, but and I was like, oh, I'm gonna check it out. And then I didn't. <laughs> um, they like had a big Christmas land exhibit at BookCon um, mm-hmm. and had the like, you could get ornaments and stuff. And I had no idea what any of this meant, but like the setup was really cool. And the Christmas okay. trees and stuff. Like, I was really excited. And I, that's also the year I met mm-hmm. Joe Hill. Um, and mm-hmm. was really excited to, like, read this and learn about the show. Because, like, the set, it also had the car. Um, I was looking to oh. see if I had, like, a picture of it. And I don't think I took a picture of it. Um, but it was a really cool setup. So I was really excited for it. And I just feel like in some ways this could be adapted into a better story. Because mm-hmm. it focuses so much i mean like so victoria grows up she has a kid and charlie makes breaks out of jail well he dies and comes back to life <laughs> and steals her kid and that's about the point i got through that i actually really like the scene of him like getting revenge and like kidnapping her son but then he's like talking to the kid and he's like going to sexually assault this child and I was like, this is not necessary. But he's saying, like, he's also saying that he's not going to. And I'm like, I don't believe yeah. he's saying that he doesn't, he's never done that to any kids. I'm like, I don't fucking believe. No, you. yeah. <laughs> and, and neither and does Wayne. doesn't believe yeah. either. Right. Then, like, the way he talks right. about, oh, I understand that he's supposed to be, like, 
really old fashioned. I, I wasn't sure what decades was to be. But talking about Victoria and like the tattoos that she has and like what that says about a woman as like two women who have tattoos, oh. both of us were like yep. middle fingers in the air. Yep. Fuck you. Right. Um, the fact that, that all, she shows leg. all women are whores. Yes. yes. Like all women are called whores basically hit by him and Bing. And yes. it's just like, that was the, it's... like, I know he's got some animosity towards her because she's the only, she was a teenager, I think 17, 18 when it happened, but she was still like the only child to ever escape him. And he didn't kidnap her. Um, she basically um, got into a fight with her mom, found her old bike, found her, which with the bike is what allows her to get to that bridge. That's like her magical knife, basically that Maggie calls it like the knife to like split reality sort of type of thing. Um, and she basically rides to the bridge looking for trouble and she finds trouble yeah. By going to Charlie. And I mean, she's specifically looking for him because Maggie mentions the wraith um, mm-hmm. as being like something that she can help with. Um, right. And so I don't know. I was to the point where like Wade was telling Manx about Maggie and um, having read the review or like the, the summary of it, Maggie dies. Um, yeah. And I just am like. I want more of Maggie's story. Like, Maggie clearly right. knows who he is. Right. I want Maggie's story. And it's like, um, how do you know who he is? Like, were you hunting him? Like, what is going on? Where is this backstory? I want right. that. Is this all from the tiles? The tiles are very descriptive then. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so the way that Victoria escapes, too, that she, like, basically blows up his house and then runs out and this guy in a motorcycle like ride drives her away to safety and it's very heroic very like feels like very much like an action movie type of yeah. thing um and then of course the charlie charles pulls up in his in his rolls royce to get gas at the gas station she's inside of hiding i okay i felt really bad for the soldier yeah who goes out to try to detain him while they wait for the cops to get there because he burns him alive basically yes and i did like the magic of the car I do like the car. So yes. the, the car is like related to him, connected to him is kind of how he tells Wayne um, in the future. But basically the car operates on its own. Like some, like the doors will open, the window will go up or down and there's no one inside controlling anything. So the car basically helped him almost escape, but then he still gets caught. Um, so I liked that like action packed stuff that was happening there. Um, and then Vic ends up with Lou, the motorcycle guy who took her to safety. Yeah. Let's talk about Lou just for a second. Yeah. Lou There's a... is a fat man. Hey, did you know Lou's a fat man? Hey, fat man Lou. Lou, who is I too heavy. I did not pick up on that at all. You what? Oh, my God. I said I didn't pick up on that at all. He barely mentioned it know. in writing. <laughs> like, so literally shame. the first, like, one of the first things is, like, she's thinking about him and she's like, I'm going to kiss him. He's probably never been kissed from a, by a woman. Look at him. He's fat. And I'm like, really? Right. I feel like I feel like that's in the description, too, when the motorcycle, when he stops ride, driving the motorcycle so she can get get on. Oh, yeah. I think it's like, I'm like, do we do we need that? We don't no. need that. He's a fat, nerdy guy. He's a fat, nerdy guy. Did you know he's a fat, nerdy guy? Yeah. And apparently, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the book, he loses all this weight with his new girlfriend. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I so you stopped reading. What was going on? Were you so I stopped you reading um, around four seventy five. It was basically um, 
Wayne had just told him about Maggie and was like getting con- like he was- said something and he was like, I know Charlie is about to or Charles is about to put his hands between my leg and grab my willy or something. And I was like, and I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. He did not. Just- OK, good to know. So you have that. Um, I s- tried to keep going. I, I by this point, I was at the point of skimming like that's either I'm skimming because I'm super excited and I'm trying to get to the end. Yeah. This was not that. This was the direct opposite of that and trying to force myself to just yeah, hurry up and get there. <laughs> um, after that, Vic runs into Bing. I went a little bit through that. Okay. And then there was another basically speech by Charles when he's talking to Wayne about women being whores and Maggie and her, her mom and her tattoo, like all that crap. Where I was just like, okay, I don't think I can do this anymore. Yeah, no, it's like... We have those people in real life. I don't need them. Like, I want my scares to be something that has me going, but can this happen? Will this happen? Are there right. really ghosts? Are there really vampires? Not, oh, yeah, there are racist, misogynistic assholes down the street that are old men. Cool. I live mm-hmm. in Georgia now. There are plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> the the whole, okay, so... Um, Wayne, whose real name is Bruce Wayne uh, Carmody. I do like that. If I saw it in the character list when I was looking at the cast mm-hmm. and was like, what the fuck? But the explanation for why he has his name and like that his dad's a big yes. comic nerd, I kind of love that. They call him Wayne. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, so he gets kidnapped. Uh, Vic gets the mm-hmm. shit beat out of her. Um, yeah. The jacket might be magical as well. Um, because she's I was wondering about that. yeah she's not as beat up as she could be now I know like people who ride motorcycles are supposed to wear leather to protect yes. themselves which is why I'm like always freaked out when I see people in like shorts yes um when she's because her and Wayne find this this bike and they're working on it and so Lou gives her his jacket but it seems to have like extra plating or something I'm, I have no idea if that's like just a common thing for people who ride motorcycles Same. to protect themselves yeah, I don't know enough about motorcycles to, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but so she calls the cops, they come and everything. And the she refuses to go to a hospital. So the doctor's like, I'm going to have to check you out here. So has her take her shirt off in a room full of d- police officers? That, first of all, like, what the fuck? Second of all, there's a right. lot of discussion about how the police officers can't stop looking at her body and her boobs and everything. And I'm like, right. Really? Really? These are parts where you're like, clearly, if I didn't know, I clearly can tell here that a man is writing this bullshit. Yes. It's like, Like, yeah. I, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, yeah. (laughs) I did like, like, when you talked about how you liked the kidnapping, like that whole like sequence kind of thing uh-huh. that was good i liked that um because maggie comes to try to warn her and she's been on some tough times and basically vic doesn't remember her but kind of does but thinks she's just an addict and she's like you're crazy get out of here even though she's got papers and all this proof and stuff and and then oh okay i did not appreciate the dog being murdered no no oh yeah totally forgot pup. about that Mm-hmm. Wayne has a dog and his mom it's like after they fix wait does she go on the bridge she goes to the bridge she, that's where she's yeah back she from. goes to ride the bike 
uh, for five minutes, leaves Wayne at home, um, mostly because I think she knows that she's going to see the bridge. Right. And she's not taking him with her. And um, this guy comes and says, oh, my God, like knocks on the door. Oh, my God, we accidentally hit your dog. Can I use your phone? And it's Bing. And I can't remember if Wayne, he doesn't let him in the house, but he comes out and then Charlie's near the dog and the dog is like not dead, but he's laying on the ground, not moving. Yes. And then when they, they go to kidnap him, like grab him, the dog does bite Bing's ankle. Yeah. And then Bing, or Bing, Charlie, the dog tries to save um, Wayne. Right. But then Charlie hits him with like a bone axe or something. I can't remember what it's called. The the he bone hammer him. or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, this is just, this, what the fuck? Yeah. Granted, I don't want to see the kid get kidnapped either, but I was like, did you really have to kill the dog? You couldn't have just like, like, cause Bing uses that, um, I can't remember what it's called, that gas, the gingerbread smelling gas that like makes people super like pliable and stuff. I was like, wouldn't that, could you just find something to knock a dog out and use that instead? Yeah. Right. Bash his head in, in front of his child. Like, come on. Yeah. I stopped and was like, uh, I'm going to pull up the website. Does the book die? And Oh, cool. It does. And it was like, yeah. if you don't run to read it, here's the paragraphs that you should avoid. And I was like, thanks. I mm-hmm. appreciate you. Cause yeah, yeah it's, um, I shouldn't, <laughs> please stop killing dogs. It was like, please stop. Right. Right. Um, so like when the cops come, like they clearly don't believe Vic, which I was like, this fits. It does. <laughs> this fits very much. Um, okay. Another thing I did like was sort of that. It, it also felt very much, it, this part felt very much like pet cemetery. His father's work when Wayne is in the car and all of a sudden he looks over being driven away and all of a sudden he looks over and his dead grandmother, his mom's mom, who just passed away, is sitting next to him and she's speaking backwards because yes. that somehow prevents Charlie from like getting in his head. Yes. That felt very Pet cemetery. I liked it. I liked the touch of dead grandma, like ghosts, yeah. you know. I like that uh, And maybe both he and Vic are being protected by their ancestors, quote unquote, in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um see what else i'm trying to think what else i liked (laughs) i mean honestly um there are actually a lot of allusions or connections to his dad's books like pennywise's circus is brought up yes um yes there's dairy main of course yeah um (laughs) the map when they're trying to track wayne has um Mm -hmm. lovecraft massachusetts which is from lock and key that was cool um there apparently are more and some stuff that alludes to Dr. Sleep. I haven't read Dr. Sleep, so I don't know. Mm. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I. There's also apparently an alternate ending. There's two endings. Yeah. I was just looking at the, the wiki yeah. thing. Cause I, I, I was like, I would like to meet, maybe I'll go back to this to finish it out because so Vic ends up, the bike broke um, as she was coming back and Wayne was in the process of being uh, kidnapped. So she tells Lou, who they have since split up, um, that he meet, but are friendly. Yeah. He needs to fix the bike because that's how she's going to be able to get their kid back. Like she told him everything was true. Like she, he needs, she needs his help. Um, I also like that he didn't, like, turn on her, um, because Wayne calls him while he's in the car. He can't get out of the car because the car 
has a freaking well it doesn't have a mind of its own it's somehow it's related to charlie yeah. um but he calls his dad and he's like i'm in the back of a car i can't get out they're shooting at mom they're beating her up like what do i do you know and so lou i thought lou had a heart attack and i thought lou was gonna die same i um, yeah <clears throat> but then lou comes like he rushes to vic's house and i can't remember how exactly he asked but he asks or something where Vic knows what he's asking is, do we tell them the truth? And she says no. And it's, I like that he didn't immediately, not rat her out, but like sort of rat her out. Because then they would have just thought both of them were crazy and locked both of them yes. up. Like he knew that. Um, yeah. I also really liked, um, to kind of go back a little bit, when she first gets those phone calls from the dead children, they stop when she's painting. So then she starts working on the children's book search engine. I thought that was such an awesome thing. Yeah. And then it stops working. <laughs> yeah. The, it's like a bunch of puzzle books essentially, but they're like really yes. cool puzzle books. I was like, I kind of want these. Right. Absolutely. God, I, would, I would love those now. I love puzzles. I would have loved those as a kid. Exactly. Like I loved that. Um, so yeah, she takes the bike and so she gets Lou to fix it. He basically, I, I also, okay, so when Lou, finally when Hutter, she's the psychology, psychoanalyst or something like that for the FBI, she basically has come out and said that they don't fully believe yeah. what, because she knows Vic is hiding stuff, so she's like, maybe you did something to your son. And um, to be fair to the to her, um, Charlie Vicks died. Like, there's a death certificate right, and, like, right. pictures of him in an autopsy, right. like, Occam's right, Razor. Yeah. Right. Um, so Lou kind of distracts her and the cop that's with her. And, but because he, like, cause again, the size comes up, he takes up half the room. Like I just, whatever, um, Vic is able to get out and she goes to the bike and she goes off to, to find him. But because like the, one of the last things from that scene is Hutter yelling for the officer to holster his weapon. I was like, okay, Lou's going to die. She's going to come back with Wayne and Lou's got shot dead by the cop. Yeah. Trigger happy cop. <laughs> so, but when she rides it, her her bridge can only take her to a fixed point. So she's not going to be able to find him if he's in the car and he's in the car. Right. Um, where it takes her is to Bing's house. And it's because Wayne, uh, I'm sorry, Charlie left Bing there. He was like, no, because oh, the because car Bing doesn't accidentally want shot him. Yeah. He shot him in the ear. <laughs> in the ear. To be fair, he was aiming for Vic. Yeah. And Charlie moved. But also like <laughs> so... Charlie didn't want him to kill Vic. So I don't know. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. Um, so he's like, no, you can't come to Christmas Land. You shot me in the head. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're valid reasons. done with you. <laughs> right. And this would have, and Wayne was his 10th kid. He had done nine kids for, Char- for Charlie. So this was going to be his reward, which we know, though, that Charlie was not going to. No, he would have gotten rewarded. Him to good- yeah. No, he was going to kill yeah. him. No, he- yeah, there was no reward. Christmas Town's not even needs. a reward. Right. No, it's not. But Bing thinks it is. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, you don't really, like, because we, Charlie mentions, or at least thinks about, his former assistants. They basically are just people he can pin these crimes on. Exactly. Because they are the one, if they get caught, because they are the ones who are actually abducting mom and yeah. child. Um, but when she gets there, did you get to that point? No. Ugh. So, I was very worried that Bing, that we were going to have to read about Bing assaulting her. He tries it. She basically blows up his house. Good for her. Because he's got that gas. Yeah. <laughs> she fights back. 
she's got that gas, the, a lighter, and he's got that gas or whatever. Blows him and the house up. Like, he almost splits in two. So I was like, okay, good. He's dead. Fine. <laughs> but, oh, okay. This was good. So after that, his phone is ringing. So, okay, she doesn't blow up the whole house. Again, I was skimming. I apologize. You're fine. It's Charlie. He's calling, and she doesn't say anything when she picks it up because she essentially also got blown up. Her head's a little rattled. And it's Charlie, and he's like, oh, what'd you do with Victoria? I need an update. Like, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, you know, she's fine. She's just been, oh, she says something like, Bing needed to redecorate, so I painted the walls with him. Oh, no. That's <laughs> amazing. So it's like, okay, this is good. This is yeah. good. Um, but then ugh, Charlie's, like, monologues, basically, about women and yeah, tattoos, it's... and they're all whores, and the company they keep and Maggie is probably a horse. I just too. I was like, I cannot. Oh, the fact that Victoria had him out of wedlock. Like, of course she did. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. She's got to be terrible. Her husband divorced him. Well, he never married her. Oh, that is, that's even worse. Even worse. Right. Again. Yeah. Like I, my tolerance is so low. That's all that this is. Probably yeah. like a year ago, we could have pushed through and finished this. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, the mis- the misogyny in this, I just can't. I'm done. I yeah. Yeah. I also so. I I know I told you this, but I finally watched the. I finally it was like a week late. The premiere, Bob's Burgers premiere, and it's an episode where Bob's storyline is that he can't. He's not good at maintaining things. Like he doesn't get oil changes. He doesn't like keep track of things. And Tina needs her birth certificate for something for school, and he knows it's in a safe in the closet, but he can't find the key. So where's the key? And he has this dream about like everything he puts off, like under the seat, he finds his jury summons that he never went to. And the rest of the family has their own like storyline. It resolves with, it doesn't like nothing gets resolved at the end. Tina ends up doing something else for school that doesn't need a birth certificate. And he never finds the key. And I was just like, Bob, like, you're being fucking worthless. Yeah. I am tired of worthless men. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? So that's how I'll also a sign where I can, I clearly my patience for men on their bullshit, basically whatever that bullshit yeah. is, is gone because I'm mad at an animated character <laughs> of a show that I love. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, I mean, same thing with Daniel in the afterlife series. Like, I'm just so sick of men on their bullshit. I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah, I was happy that Bing died. Yes. And now I'm try- I am was trying to, I didn't even do it. I was like, maybe I'll go back to this eventually. But now I'm looking at like the, the Wikipedia. That was where I was too, where it was like, we could talk about why we didn't finish this. Maybe eventually I'll try to finish it. But like mm-hmm. Maggie and Vic die. Um, yeah. And like fuck? that really bothers me that like, the women die. Um, and then yeah. Wayne or uh, Lou ends up losing a lot of weight and also starts dating the FBI doctor. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. Like who, what, yeah. what? I do like also, that. Vic's it, dad gets killed. Yeah. Vic's dad, which I just assumed he was dead. Like the way that he, she's like oh. mentally processing. Her mom does die at one point and yeah. she seems to have repaired her relationship with her mom. And I'm glad about that. Yeah. But right. yeah. Her dad calls her 
shortly after Wayne is kidnapped because he saw it on the news. And she's like, you're not helping. Leave me the fuck alone. Yes. And then, according to Wiki, she goes... Why does she go there? It's after Maggie dies, I think. It is. She uses the bridge to get to her dad's house. Because he's Lou got and her dad explosives? Give her explosives. Yeah. Yeah, because that's from his demolition work. Yeah. But then a cop shoots him and kills him. Yeah. Um, and I like that apparently Wade has to, like, they kill Charlie and everything. And then Wade's still having issues. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they have to go back and actually, like, smash the Christmas ornaments and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm glad like, you know, that extra layer is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Vic having to die, um, Maggie, especially, um, cause she's mm-hmm. especially in this cast. Um, she's played by a woman of color. I hope she survived the two mm-hmm. seasons. She's played by, do you remember yeah. the YouTube star that did the makeup, uh, tutorials that were like, um, Oh, men view magic or um, makeup as like witchcraft and like what do you mean my eyes aren't like painted golden and on a regular I don't know it's um <laughs> I'm totally blanking on her name um but she has these like really great ridiculous makeup tutorials um and I really like her and I was really excited oh. when she got cast mm-hmm. in this as like her first um acting credit she got this and then she was in a hulu horror movie and i was really excited i was like cool you got your foot in the door um yeah and now i'm reading like just how bad this is i'm like oh also Lou's played by a big black guy and so like (laughs) you're every time it's like the police were holding him up i'm like "Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Morbid curiosity has me being like, I think I might go try to the show today as background noise. I'm not. <laughs> I may do just one episode because I'm curious. I mean, Zachary uh, oh, Quinton. Zachary Quinto yes. is Char- That's a perfect, perfect, yes, like, I think, casting for Char- Charlie Manx. I'm just. Yes. I get why a lot of people like it. It's the same reason that a lot of people just love Stephen King. And that's fine. I there's something about this, the fact that it, like, piggybacks so much on Stephen King's, egg, like, it has all these little Easter eggs of Stephen King mm-hmm. stuff. I don't think this was the first book that he wrote, but now I'm super curious. Or had published. Joe Hill? Yeah. Mm-mm. He did, um, was it Heart Shaped Box? I thought was his first okay. one. Okay. I've also read that one and was... But I haven't read it. it it's okay. Yeah, 2007. Okay. Yeah. 2007 was Heart Shaped Box. You said you have read. I have. It was fine. I didn't love that one either. Sorry. And then there was Horns in 2010 and then this in 2013. Fireman in 2016 and then some short stories. Yeah. I own a couple. I know I own Full Throttle and I know I have the Fireman too. On top of Heart Shaped Box and Nosferatu. too. But. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. He's also super nice. Like, I I really have nothing against him. I just, I'm so tired of. Make your character evil without having a bitch about women. Like, that's all I'm asking. Right. Right. Just, yeah. Like, why, why, why is that so hard? Yeah. There are plenty of things that are evil enough that, yeah. (sighs) 
I'm currently working on a, an audio drama script for a one-off that's a slasher. And the, mm-hmm. one of the first things that we all agreed on was, like, the killer's going to be a woman. Yes, and you'll know yes, it from the yes. beginning. But, like, that was the, one of the first things we were like, and we're going to just do this. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to get into? Want some Scrabble tile earrings? Hell yes. <laughs> Maggie gives Vic the two earring, uh, a pair of earrings for, that are Scrabble tiles. That's a, that's one's the letter F. And the other is the letter U. <laughs> Which is good when you have a stutter. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... Not finishing a book, I feel like, is one of the most controversial things for readers. Yeah. You either are cool with it or you are 100% not. And... I think now I'm cool with it. But yeah. I think with your, your, your words of encouragement, like... <laughs> That's what I needed. <laughs> My best friend just struggled for a month trying to read Pride and Prejudice and she hated it. And I was like, just don't finish it. Oh, I was like, I've never read it. <laughs> I, I honestly don't love the original source. I love the, the story and I love yeah. all the remakes, but I don't love Jane Austen. Um, and that's why I was like, you can you can put it down. You're not reading it for anything other than yourself. She's like, no, I have to finish it. And I'm like, OK, well, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's you. Okay. So I get it because I get I get where she's coming from because I feel that way. But now I don't know that I will in the future because I it's like freeing once you do it. I think yes. so. Especially when you pick if up something that you're like, oh, I love this. Oh, right. books could be good again. Wait a second. Right. Right. Oh, like beyond the gender binary, where guess yes. what? Alok was not talking about women being horse or anyone being horse. I was like, this is refreshing. Yes. Um. But yeah. If anyone listening wants to stop reading a book and needs encouraged, I, I can give you those words now. You don't have to finish. Yes. <laughs> just, just, and it, it'll, you will feel much better by reading something that you enjoy. Yeah. And like, <laughs> also just don't be that person. So the first book that I um, never finished like intentionally um, mm-hmm. was Three Dark Crowns. It's a YA book. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be about these three girls, these three triplet sisters, whatever, um, that are raised in different parts of this island. And then at 16, they have to fight to the death because only one of them can be queen. And that sounds really cool, right? Um, except for that the entire book is them whining about boys and parties. And all the reviews I looked at were like, it's a little slow, but the like last few pages are totally worth it. It was not. It was not. I was so angry um, and ranted. Like, it, uh, no, that was the book where I was like, you know what? Fuck reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few people that I trust, but those are people that will that I know will look at me and be like, you know what? You won't like this. Or you know what? You will mm-hmm. like this. And, you know, if uh, I can't sit there and be like if someone tells me something slow, but the ending's worth it, I'm not going to read it because I definitely have had those books myself. Um, mm-hmm. This was not worth it. And it's totally fine to mm-hmm. be like, I'm not into this because all you're going to do is make yourself angry. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I was definitely, definitely angry.
I think it was a good decision to not finish. You know, (laughs) I needed help, but (laughs) after we recorded the last episode, I was like, we just picked something by a white dude. And I wonder if that's going to come back and bite us. But again, I was like, it's Joe Hill. We like Joe Hill. And we still like you, Joe Hill. Like, we're nothing against you. And it started, I was like, I'm going to be scared. It started off so yes. promising with the creepy. I know about your, like your kid's whole name, even though I've allegedly been in a coma this whole time. Yeah. Like, oh my God. So. Because also she was carrying like a bag of blood and she dropped it. And that's yeah. also like ick factor. <laughs> you know? It, I mean, it really did start off incredibly promising. Right. Because then the other doctors come in and they're like, um, he's still in a coma, girl. What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> If you've ever laid down in, like, a bed for several days, like, sick or something, like, yeah, of course he's not going to bruise your arm. Like, you're barely, like, like, I can't um... <laughs> Right. So, before we talk about what we're going to read next, what are you going to read between podcasts? Are you going to pick another horror book or just kind of? I'm going to go back to Children of Blood and Bone, I think. That's, that's um, I don't have any other horror books, like, on deck and, like... My to-be-read list is getting out of control. Well, maybe I should pick something else for my to-be-read list. Because <laughs> in order to read Children of Virtue and Vengeance, I need to read this other book. The first book yeah. that's really big. I think I'm talking myself out of <laughs> You know what? I feel like that one is one that you could go slow and savor. And if it's, you know, something that you're reading for a while, that's fine. And, you know, that's cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to take my time on Children of Blood and Bone. Yeah. Um, so instead, I think I'm going to go, which one of these do I want to read? I'm looking at my book of the month. <laughs> one of those. Okay. I'm going to go back to The Space Between Worlds. Okay. Because um, I got that for my book of the month in. Was it July? August. Yeah. Yeah, it was August because that was the month I got two books. Um, and I, nope, 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 nope. That was July, and <laughs> I didn't finish it. So I'm going to go back and finish. I started it. I thought it was really interesting. So I'm going to go back to The Space Between Worlds okay. um, by Micaiah Johnson. Yeah, I am curious about that one. Um, I went book of the month crazy this month. They got four books. <laughs> oh, um, my God. <laughs> because, well, to be fair, so um, this is all related to the book I'm going to read. Um, so mm-hmm. I... Started a deadly education, and there's something right now my brain is not handling reading Kindles well. Um, so I was mm-hmm. like, cool, this is a hardback. I'll I'll get a copy of it. I'm not looking for, like, a fancy edition of it. Like, the book of the month one will be perfect. And then there were two books by authors of color, and both of them sounded really good, mm-hmm. which is Ties mm-hmm. at Tether and Leaves the World Behind. Um, so I was like, yes. I want both of those. And then the book that I am going to read, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Now... At this point, when they announced the book of the month, I had already bought the Owl Crate edition, which is like, I think cost me 70 <laughs> bucks, um, which is a book and a bunch of like curated things that go with the book. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very excited. And I, I, I will post pictures of that once it comes. It's, they haven't even announced they have the books in. And that was the thing. It was, I was like, this book comes out on the 6th. There's no way I'm going to get my Owl Crate edition, which is going to be a signed, beautiful, like limited edition cover. That can go on my shelf and be my pretty, pretty book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got the book of the month edition, which can be the book that I uh, read because it comes Monday. <laughs> so Owl Crate's probably not going to come for another week or so. I want this book now. Um, 
<laughs> Victoria Schwab is like hands down my favorite author. Everything she writes, um, I have not read everything. I actually now own everything that she's written, um, wow. which is exciting. But everything that she's written in the last five or six years, I have just absolutely loved. And this is a book she's been working on for 10 plus years. And it is an amazing concept. And I just am so ready to devour this. Um, <laughs> part of me was like, maybe we should do this as an episode. But then I was like, you know what? If you end up hating it, I don't know if I can handle that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had Ollie and Emily read one of hers mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And mm-hmm. they didn't love it. And so I was like, mm. okay. So, Aww. yeah. So I am going to do The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And uh, I'm very, 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 very excited. Just so excited. I'm very excited for you. Yeah. Like the anticipation of it, like of it coming out. I, I'm very excited for you. It's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, I don't think it got pushed back. I think this was always supposed to be an October release. So I'm very glad that mm. 2020 didn't ruin that for me. And this is my most anticipated book for the year. Um, and a deadly education is in that top five as well. So I'm um, mm. hopefully going to try to get that in as well, but I have to read a lot of comics for panelology because we're doing the spooktacular episode this month where mm. we read a lot of spooky comics. Nice. So uh, that leads into the fact that we are going to go in the exact opposite direction of a 700 page book yes. and read <laughs> a comic not written by one of the big three. Yes. Um, and on top of that, we're going to go in the opposite direction of a white man and read uh, The Banks by Roxanne Gay, who we love on this podcast. Yes. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is not one of the big three. It is, I totally am blanking on the publisher, but we can talk about that next time. That's fine. Yeah, that's for next time. <laughs> Um, but I think also the artist is a, an author or is a creator of color as well. Um, so very, very excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be a nice little palette cleanser. Yeah. I haven't read much of her fiction, so I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anything you got to, you want to plug? Um, I don't have anything just yet, but, um. Yeah, how about you? Oh, I got a few things. Um, mm-hmm. So the week that this episode dropped, I swear to God, I just heard a door slam. Okay. Um, either recording up here makes me a little paranoid or I can hear my neighbors very well. I'm not sure. Um, oh. Do you want to go check? No, it's okay. Um, so the week that we're recording this, uh, Minds at York is dropping a bonus episode because the Animorphs graphic novel uh, has will be released October 6th, or has been released on October 6th. Um, and we were fortunate enough to get an advanced copy of the comic, read it, and talk to the graphic novel creator, Chris Grine. So um, he is an absolute delight. And I highly recommend going to pick up this graphic novel if you loved Animorphs. Um, even if you didn't, it's a good place to kind of jump on and check it out. But also a lot of his own uh, creator, uh, his, his own self-created comics are really great. Um, we read a few of them and 
advance as well, just to kind of get an idea of like what kind of creator he was. And he is the perfect kind of blend of like humor and childhood and like traumatic horror uh, that Mm -hmm. Animorphs is. Um, Nice. Without insulting children. Exciting. Um, So yeah, (laughs) so there's that. Uh, The first episode of The Way We Haunt Now is dropping this week and I have a part in that. Um, It is an audio drama. I believe it's going to be an eight week audio drama, eight episodes. Um, not a hundred percent sure on that. <laughs> I know four of them are done. That's all. But I know there's more mm-hmm. than four. And awesome. yeah, that's what I've got. We are members of the Certain Point of View Network. Head over to certainpov.com to find more nerdy podcasts, each with a unique point of view. You will find a link to our Discord on certainpov.com. So also feel please feel free to come and join us and chat there. Um. On top of that, you can also find Judging Book Covers on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram um, at JBC Podcast. We will be back in two weeks. So in the meantime, please keep supporting your libraries. Please keep supporting indie bookstores, especially indie bookstores uh, owned by people of color. And as always, you can find a link about that in our show notes.